0: Hello, welcome, welcome to Carving the Divine TV. My name is Yujiro Seki and I'm a director, producer, and writer of the documentary Carving the Divine. Carving the Divine is about the Buddhist sculptors of Japan and I'm ready to present it for the first time in the world, but before I do so, I thought it would be a really good idea to present information about Buddhism and the history of the Buddhism so that uh, when you guys finally watch the documentary, you guys can enjoy it even more. So, uh, without further ado, I'm ready to introduce uh, my man, uh, the scholar, and one of the most uh, intelligent people that I met in my life, Michael Jordan Van Houtenbelt. Welcome, Michael.
1: Thank you very much for having me back, Yujiro. It's really good to be talking to you.
0: Awesome, awesome. So, we've been talking about some deep stuff, and uh, you know, I'm very pleased uh, that uh, the way the discussion is going because not many people can explain this difficult concept in uh, simple English, and you're doing a great job.
1: Really, I really appreciate that. Thank you.
0: So, uh,
1: I have another question right here uh I, okay i do have to stop you is it an
0: easy question <laughs> there's no such a thing as an easy <laughs> question uh, but you got to make it uh, as easy as possible and as enjoy as a uh, uh, enjoy as a, enjoyable as possible is that the challenge okay yeah i think i think i can live up to this challenge let's give it a go awesome so we've been talking about the uh, Theravada buddhism and the Mahayana buddhism but we haven't talked so much about the Vajrayana Buddhism. Ah, uh, that is a big idea right there. One of the school of the Buddhism, uh, people usually don't hear about it. So uh, my question is, what is Vajrayana Buddhism? And also, you know, uh, Vajrayana Buddhism is often referred as a tantric tradition. So you know, please tell us. Uh, what's Virginia, the of Buddhism and uh, what's tantra, Tantric tantric tradition is?
1: Okay, so yeah, this is a large question um, Of course, there's gonna be so much more than what I explained today and I do encourage people to check out resources um, To not only verify what I'm saying, but also to find out much deeper meanings to the things that I'm introducing so I would say that Vajrayana, um, it is a word that means diamond vehicle. Um, Vajrayana, or esoteric Buddhism, arose out of a systema- the systematized teachings of wandering ascetics in India. Um, as the ideas disseminated, they began to marry the ideas of Vedism with Buddhism, and they developed a collection of practices that differed severely from the rigid legalistic practices of the Theravādins and from Mahayanist Buddhists. Uh, so many early Buddhist tantric texts, um, they're known as tantras. Um, they're collections of uh, mantras that are repeated uh, to gain ends called uh, mantra kalpas or mantra manuals. And they are used to advocate the union with a deity Um, or they use sacred sounds, or they use techniques for the manipulation of the body, and they use other secret methods that they can call upon to achieve swift Buddhahood. Uh, So kind of following along with the ideas of the Lotus Sutra, where you can achieve Buddhahood quickly without having to go through a cycle of rebirths into different, uh, different sort of forms. Rather, these are these tantras are strategies you can use to quickly become a Buddha, to quickly achieve Buddhahood. Now, one of these things that you can use is a symbolic uh, item or symbolic object called a Vajra. And the Vajra, it's a stylized lightning bolt um, that that was used by the Hindu god Indra and is used now in Buddhism to represent the powerful and indestructible teachings of the Buddha. Now this idea of Vajra, of a diamond, of a lightning bolt, it is so poignant and so concise, a, an important aspect to the teachings of Vajrayana that the Vajra actually makes up a lot of the religious implements used by esoteric Buddhists. So I would say one of the most significant scriptures in Vajrayana Buddhism is the Mahavairachana Bodhi Sutra. Now that's a mouthful, and if we call it in Japanese, it is the Dainichi Kyo. Hmm. Now, the apocryphal story of the Mahavirochana Sutra is that it was communicated to the Indian teacher Nagarjuna, who lived around the second and third centuries by the Bodhisattva Vajrasattva himself. So we're saying that a Bodhisattva who heard these scriptures directly from the cosmic Buddha Dainichi. This bodhisattva then came to earth, resided inside an iron pagoda, and then a human monk named Nagarjuna communicated with this bodhisattva and wrote these scriptures down. So the Dainichi Kyo, the Mahavayuchana Sutra, tells about how the cosmic Buddha preaches to a gathering of bodhisattvas and reveals the secret rituals pertaining to esoteric practice. Now, one of the practices actually deals with the mandala, or the diagrammatic drawing of the Buddhist cosmos. So the teachings of esoteric Buddhists were brought over from India to China, and then from China to Japan by two Japanese monks in the early 9th century. Now, these two monks, they are known as Kukai and Saicho. Um, You might also recognize them. Kukai is also known as Kobo Daishi and Saicho is also known as Dengyo Daishi. Now, Kukai is the founder of Shingon Buddhism, and Saicho is the founder of Tendai Buddhism, both of which are prominent esoteric Buddhist schools in Japan. So I would say that the most notable pictorial depictions of the esoteric cosmos are the mandalas of the two worlds, or as we call them in Japanese, the Ryokai Mandala. So they are individually the Taizokai Mandala, or womb world mandala, and the Kongokai Mandala, or the diamond world mandala. Now these would be used in something called the Abhishek, uh, one of these rituals that are related to the esoteric Buddhists. Now when an esoteric Buddhist finishes their studies, finishes learning all of the secret rituals, they are told, to put on a blindfold. So they put on their blindfold, they cover their eyes, and they throw usually a lotus flower onto these two mandalas as they are laid out. And they are chanting a mantra at the same time. As the lotus flower falls, it will land on a specific deity. That deity then becomes that monk's, that aspiring monk's tutelary deity. So when the monk goes forward from that place, they call upon that specific deity to be their own protector and they try to emulate their practices. Wow. That's all what I have to say about this. So, So it's, again, it's a very simplified version of esoteric Buddhism. It is obviously so much bigger than that, but I think that's the easiest way that I can describe it.
0: This is the easiest I think it's Oh my, it's, my gosh! <laughs> <it's driving>. yeah. <laughs> so, to recap and maybe to uh, uh, make sure that people understand it is uh, so, uh Vajrayana is the same thing as a uh, esoteric Buddhism first of all? Yeah, for the most part Vajrayana
1: Buddhism can be synonymous with esoteric Buddhism.
0: Also, uh, basically uh Vajrayana or esoteric Buddhism are Tibetan Buddhism, and also Shingon and Tendai Buddhism in Japan, am I correct? Um, That would be the easiest way to describe it. There are,
1: of course, very subtle differences between them, Mm -hmm. but I think one thing to really sort of emphasize about esoteric Buddhism is that it also allowed for a little bit more of a free expression of the body. Um, There were sexual tantras or sexual practices involved with Buddhist practice in Tantrism, um, in, in Vajrayana Buddhism, and it is a little bit less restrictive than say Theravadan Buddhism is.
0: Great, great. Awesome. So yeah, thank you again for uh, providing us this, uh, you know, very complicated information. Oh, uh, it's, it's
1: complicated, but I hopefully I made it as easy for people to understand as possible. If not, and if there are further questions, I would encourage people to post any questions down below in the comment section, and I would be happy to deal with them in a timely fashion.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a complicated, but you know, you explain it in a, uh, a very simple uh, way. So Maybe. this is, a, you know, what this is about, and uh, yeah, make sure to uh, ask Michael questions if uh, you guys don't understand anything. Yeah, absolutely. I'm
1: always open to answering questions, and you know, it's a way for me to not only tell people things but also confirm things for myself.
0: Awesome. Beautiful. So uh, quickly, Michael, uh, tell us about what's going on in your scholastic world.
1: So in my scholastic world, I am continuing to do a lot of studies. Uh, I am working on a handbook for Japanese Buddhist art for LACMA, um, for the Los Angeles County Museum of Art. So if you do have a chance to check out those publications in the future, I would encourage you to do so. I worked hard on these and I... uh, really hope that they teach you as much as these videos have and then also on may 1st i want to remind people that i have a talk at the terasaki nibe foundation in west l.a uh it starts at seven o'clock it will go seven till nine and i'll be talking about strange buddhist sculptures in japan
0: awesome awesome so yeah make sure to attend the lecture because uh, as usual it's free free right. for anybody to get into Great, awesome So it's not like, you know, every day you can uh, get information like this. So make sure you guys attend uh, the lecture. Yeah, please do.
1: It would be nice to see everybody there.
0: Awesome. So if you think this information is useful, uh, make sure to subscribe uh, to Carving the Divine uh, YouTube page, as well as follow me on Twitter and Instagram, and like me on Facebook because that's how we do it in the 21st century. Yes, sir. That's right. I said it again. I'll say it uh, as many times as it's necessary.
1: It, it's a really good closer. I'm, I'm really happy that you say it every time. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Because so, uh, this is, uh, you know, how people play game nowadays. And, uh, yep, exactly. So, awesome. So, yeah, talk to, uh, talk to you next week, Michael. Yeah, I'll talk to you next week. Take care. Okay, take care. Bye. Bye.